I woke up to a rowdy text and a bunch of tweets and a yada yada yada. But one of the the text, the one text I got from Rowdy was, "We got to talk about these college football lines. You got to look at these college football lines, Nelly. What are these college football lines?" Well, they the FanDuel sportsbook that I normally uh, check out said they put out some of their games of the year. Yeah, which are some of the bigger matchups that are throughout weeks one through thirteen. And so I just. We'll see what's going on. Just with to these. see what it does. Just to see if I thought there was anything that looked kind of out of sorts. And I mean, upon further review, maybe there's a couple in there. But uh, yeah, so I so I Wisconsin just was curious some of this? at what uh, Wisconsin. And these was. are these are the biggest games of the year in, their, in FanDuel's opinion. Oh, that's just kind of what they call them. But okay, they're, they're games that'll probably see more action throughout that week. And what uh, what do they have for Wisconsin? Well, week one they have uh, Wisconsin at Indiana. Well, actually, isn't that a home game for Wisconsin? Yes, it See, is. Because they flip it on They here. flip it. Yeah. So it's uh, Indiana at Wisconsin. Wisconsin opens the game 14.5-point favorites. 14.5-point favorites. Ooh. But you gotta, you know, you got to take into account there's really not a home field advantage. The only home field advantage would be the travel schedule. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you just have familiarity with uh, Wisconsin staying at home. I, it'll what be, would you, it'll what be familiar, though, too, because, I mean, the student section really doesn't come in until the third quarter anyways. Right. And then they leave right away. Yeah. Um, but so still, they're kind of used to a part of it empty. For like 15 minutes there, you'd have a home field advantage. <laughs> you'd be like, okay, this is normal. <laughs> what would you set home field advantage at, though, this season? Because, I mean, the basic standard is three points. Yeah. yeah. Uh, would you say one just for travel? Probably. Because you don't have a crowd to contend with this year. And especially since most teams in the Big Ten are in the Midwest, it's not like it's a super long flight or a two-day bus trip. Right. It's and, a, but still, a flight is at most two hours, depending on if you go, how far you go. That's why I think, I'm thinking that home field advantage is probably just like one point this year. You think yeah. that's it? Just one point? Or Basically, just based on you have to travel, the other team doesn't. Yeah. Now, we, they haven't said there's going to be no fans in the stands they're what hoping for. I think it's trending to no fans in it's, the stands. Yeah, it, it's they like, haven't said it yet, though. I'm trying to remain hopeful. It, it's all going to depend on the county, city, whatever your university is in. Yeah, well, Dan, we're screwed um, here then. Yeah. So, <laughs> plus, if but they did, I, it sounds like a lot of Big Ten institutions aren't going to have fans. Right. Plus, if they did let ten thousand people in, I don't think I've ever really heard. The Jacksonville Jaguars or the Miami Marlins talk about their big home field advantage. <laughs> well, That's, Miami Marlins yeah. would need to be to ten thousand first. They're more. <laughs> they're on the, eight thousand yeah, of paid at, tickets at most. Yeah, <laughs> usually they're they got that crowd around four thousand. So fourteen point favorite going to Bucky to open up the season against Indiana, right, Nelly? Fourteen. You 14 said fourteen and a half. Well, so what would you do? Would you take it? Would you take Wisconsin? I think week one, I think I would honestly take Indiana right yeah, now. Yeah, I would too. Really? Especially the way Indiana's been playing the last few years. Um, they're becoming a competitive football team. And, yeah, that you're knocking off what the kind rust. Of, what kind of product are you going to put out week one, especially if these training camps, obviously we're supposed to start, wasn't it last Friday? Yeah. Now it's already a week late, and now it might not even be for another week. So, what kind of a what kind of a training camp or warm up into the season are you really going to get? Especially because you are taking a bunch of precautions. Mm-hmm. It's going to come down to who do you have returning on your team. We know that the Badgers have lost some of their bigger playmakers, some of their best players. Now, did they did they keep some of the offensive line? Yes. Did they keep their quarterback? Yes. But mm-hmm. they arguably lost their 
top four players. Well, also keep in mind, like, what happens if one of your players or star players or a few of them are test positive for COVID-19? I mean, if you're like the Marlins, you can just be quiet about it and keep playing. All right, everyone, here's the thing. (laughs) Okay, Jack Cohn, Nikia Watson, a couple of— Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anyone, but they got COVID-19. Wear a a mask. So if you're around them, just wear a mask, okay? And And don't say anything. If anybody asks, just say— I'm I'm doing my part. Yeah, just, just I'm, I feel fine. <laughs> that'd be like that'd be like Don Mattingly was coaching the Badgers. <laughs> All right, everyone, don't say anything, okay? And if you still don't feel safe, put some goggles on. <laughs> yeah, because did you hear the new thing? Did you hear about that? Well, no, that was always the thing. That the they, you think it's going to be mandated a goggle mandate coming up? <laughs> no. Invest in cool ones now, RJ, because once the run happens on the market, you're like, damn it, now i got to get these Poindexter-looking ones? I'll get, no, I already got stunner goggles on the you way. You got the stunner? The stunner shades? <laughs> the, the stunner goggles. Oh, Get get ready for goggles. They're coming. Fauci's already <laughs> talking about it. Get ready. Get ready for the goggles. All right, so, Nelson, you got some more bets for uh, Wisconsin, more lines? Yeah, I mean, we can go look Don't through Don't say them yet. Them. you got a couple of other ones, right? But opening up the season, 14 points favorite against Indiana, even with all the uncertainty, do you agree with the 14-point spread? I bet it would be somewhere close to that. And I'd yeah. but 10 I'd, to 14 points, somewhere in there. I'd, I'd still take the under 14 and a half first game of the year. I'm, I'm with Nelson on that. God, I feel like the, Indiana has been getting better, though. Right, and the fact that it is a Big Ten team that's – and there's no on one... an upward trend. I mean, they're pushing. They've been pushing for nine wins the past few years, and um, uh, their and, quarterbacks returning too. Yeah, b- both of them, right? I think one might have transferred. Okay, but regardless, they they have. I thought their I was talking about when you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Well, that's why in, I think in, the one transferred. Also, in Indiana's <laughs> case, they're basically like the same guy, so it's it's usually only switched around if yeah. somebody's injured or has to come out for a play. So it's not like a a big deal, but. Yeah, both both guys. I mean, they had three guys at one point in time that could have all stepped in there, and you wouldn't have missed a beat. All right, other bets, college football bets. Rowdy, what are the other ones? So we had Wisconsin opening up the season, Wisconsin football against Indiana. The Badgers were favored by 14 points. Don't know if there's going to be much of a home field advantage besides them not having to travel and just being familiar with their surroundings. But what are the other ones you got, Rowdy, from FanDuel? Yeah, another interesting one was the September 26th game where it was Wisconsin at Michigan. Wisconsin being a three-point underdog there. And that's is that that's the second game of the season, right? Yeah, no, or uh, September 26th. They're an underdog against Sparty. Or not Sparty, Michigan. Well, the Wolverines. What's the spread? Three points. Three so points. So in a normal year, that would just, just be... just a home field advantage. Yeah, it would just be even teams. But this year, you would think uh, Wisconsin a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'd take Wisconsin in that. I, I would, too, especially um, I would, getting three. I would as well. I mean, Michigan lost their quarterback. Yeah. They lost some defensive players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, John or Jim Harbaugh hasn't been able to win the big games against ranked opponents. I'm sure both teams yeah. will be ranked second week of the season. I mean, what, you maybe have Dylan McCaffrey as your starting quarterback this, this year? I mean, there's some experience there, but, right, but it's not a guy that you're like, Man, Justin Fields is coming in to play quarterback. <laughs> right, and I mean, you watched that game last year, and yeah, Wisconsin lost a few people that had a great effect on that game, but I mean, Wisconsin's returning like its whole secondary, like almost the entire two deep. Um, you, you're pretty deep at linebackers where you have 
Uh, who is it that's up for the butt kiss award? And well, at linebacker, uh, just in general, you lost some players, but you're also bringing back players that have a lot of experience. And And on the defensive line, you're bringing back guys with experience. Heck, I mean, you look at a guy like Keanu Benton, who, like, everybody's like, oh, who's this guy out of Janesville? (laughs) Like, I'm just like, oh, don't worry, he'll be good. Well, well, that's what Wisconsin's pretty darn good Wisconsin rules, they're so good at (laughs) reloading. He made made some plays as a true freshman playing nose tackle, and I think you could say... I mean, obviously the guy is not small, but for Division <laughs> One football, he was a little bit undersized playing yeah, as a true absolutely. freshman at and nose tackle. He's, he's just going to put on weight and muscular weight, not like... Not fat? Not fat weight. Well, he was 19 yeah. playing nose tackle Division One football right. in the Big Ten and, <laughs> and, and made some plays. Yeah, That's and made, some, made some guys who were up for All-American at guard and tackle look kind of silly at times. Um, so, you know, I... Uh, yeah, I mean, so a three-point underdog. I would, at the big house. I and there's not going to be a there's not going to be a big house atmosphere. No. There's not going to be anyone there. Believe me, if you go to Michigan and they're not winning the game, there is no sound. You can hear a pin drop. You could hear a pin drop, Ba-ding. or you could hear individual Wisconsin fans being like, "Yeah, yeah go Bucky on Wisconsin. We love you, Badger." You can hear that because nobody in, in at that stadium is cheering other than the band playing because they're trying to get people to sing Hail to the Victors or Go Blue. I mean, that's it. If they're winning, yeah, it gets loud. But the minute they're down by three points, one point, whatever, there is no silence. Yeah, and it's I, like it's absolute silence. And I don't want to call out the architects that built the big house, but didn't they build out and up yeah, instead of – Instead of up, it's barely up. It's like they just built out. Yeah. They didn't build up. They just you walk out. in at ground level, you go down, and then instead of building up to keep noise in, they after that out. it goes out, and nothing. Every all sound escapes. 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 Whereas like CenturyLink, they built those little oh. overhangs to oh, bounce yeah. and keep the noise in. Keep the noise in. Nothing keeps the noise in at uh, Michigan Stadium. Something the air goes. Yep. Like the aliens can hear it before the people on the field. I hope the aliens aren't Michigan fans. No, they can't be. I I'd assume they hate the noise. And if they hear it, they're mostly like, oh, Michigan took the lead. Oof duh on this one right here. Uh the number of Green Bay Packers on the COVID nineteen reserve list is growing. First, what, Devin Funches opted out of the season due to COVID-19 concerns. Now, with uh, everyone trickling in starting July 28th with training camp, it's now revealed because the first out of the first four days, three of the days were COVID-19 testing. The other day was an off day. It was COVID-19 testing, COVID-19 testing, off day, COVID-19 testing. Okay, before you, before you rattle off some of the players' names, Yes. do you remember when I asked you, over under five and a half players that test positive for COVID on the intake for I the took, Packers. I took the under. Yeah, because you said five. Yeah. So are they starting to reveal it? They have revealed it. Ooh. All right. Okay. Real, before I tell you who it is, how do you count Devin Funches though? He opted that's an out. opt out. That's not a that's positive not a, test. Okay. And it was fi- you said five and a half. Five and a half. I took the under. You took the. I didn't make it. I didn't, didn't really. Have I just a, took the under. All right. There's four. There's four rowdy. Kicker, Mason Crosby. Positive? Okay, before I tell the rest of the names, the additions to the COVID-19 reserve list, those additions does not mean they tested positive. 
it's either you did test positive or you came into close contact with someone that did. Well, we'll count that. Because, I mean, Eric Lauer had to sit out, too. If you yeah. have to sit out because of So if it, you're in a high-risk situation. Yeah, if you have to sit out, we'll count it. But if you opt out where you don't show up, we won't count it. Okay, so they don't. here's the thing, though. They're not going to tell you one way or the other. They're just going to say they're on the reserve list. So on the COVID-19 reserve list, kicker Mason Crosby, tight end Jace Sternberger, defensive tackle Trevon Hester, and linebacker Greg Roberts. That's it so far. Four. The and biggest, I've, and I've only ever heard of three. <laughs> the biggest name, Mason Crosby. Second biggest, Jay Sternberger, and Javon Hester. Then Greg he Roberts. was Hester was the uh, defensive lineman they claimed off of waivers earlier this spring. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Don't know who Greg Roberts is. And then Devin Funches obviously opted out of the season. So players have been undergoing the test for the virus since Tuesday, and they all must have three negative tests before being allowed into team facilities. And then, obviously, we were talking about this yesterday when we saw the plexiglass put up in the, uh, the locker rooms. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, on Instagram, if you follow some of these players on Instagram or Twitter, usually Instagram on their story, you can see what they've been up to kind of. So a number of Packers rookies took to their Instagrams to show that they gained entrance to Lambeau Field, like Jordan Love, the new quarterback, uh, running back A.J. Dillon. They were among some of the people that sent out pictures of their lockers with the uh, plexiglass up. Uh, let's see, defensive back Vernon Scott showed himself practicing, doing his Lambeau leaps, even though there's going to be no fans in those in that section. And the rest of the team is expected to join them soon. Uh, full team on field practices aren't slated until at least mid-August, though. All right, so here's some protocols that they have to go through uh, as you're coming into the camp. So the protocols must be followed after a player is placed on the reserve COVID-19 list based on which category they fall into before they return. Uh, So following a positive test but asymptomatic, 10 days have passed since the initial positive test or five days have passed since the initial positive test and received two consecutive negative COVID-19 tests at least 24 hours apart but within that five-day period, then there is clearance from the club's head team physician. That's how you can get back in to Lambeau to practice. But that's for asymptomatic. Following a positive test and you're symptomatic, you have to have at least 10 days have passed since the symptom first appeared and at least 72 hours have passed since the last experienced symptom. Then you have to have clearance from the team's head physician. You know how there's been multiple studies that have come out saying that if you're asymptomatic, you don't really pass it on? Yeah. But then there's but then other... They, but then they pulled that back and said, actually... Yeah, then there's other studies that say if you're asymptomatic, you can pass it on. Yeah. Which, we're like, I don't know what the hell to believe. So, yeah, I mean, whatever... We've talked about this many times. Whatever study you're looking at, you can find what you're looking for, for the most part. Mm-hmm. I wonder why they have the two different protocols for asymptomatic versus symptomatic. Because you just said it's five days with the two negative tests or much longer if you were symptomatic. So they must believe that the asymptomatic people... Yeah, that's good looking out. ...must not be able to pass it on. Asymptomatic, 10 days have passed since the initial positive test, or... Five days have passed since the initial positive testing received two consecutive negative COVID-19 tests at least 24 hours apart within the five days. Positive tests with symptoms 
at least 10 days have passed since your first symptom appeared. And the last one, asymptomatic, was or. This is and at least 72 hours have passed since the last experienced symptom. So that's obviously much longer. That That's 10 to 14 days where there's basically 10 to 14 days. But uh, if you were asymptomatic, it's five to 10. So yeah. there's definitely a different period of time given for asymptomatic versus symptomatic, though you have some people on a study saying you can still pass it and others saying you can't. Obviously, it sounds like the NFL believes that you can't or their rules are just different like that. Yeah, well, I would assume they have the best doctors money can buy, wouldn't you? I mean, you're invested in a million-dollar million athletes. Wouldn't you want to have them the most and best care you could find? Yeah, but wouldn't you also think some of the best doctors would be in charge of the United States and coming up with mandating rules? Yeah, I wouldn't say they uh, Dr. Nick Riviera from uh, The Simpsons. <laughs> hey, everybody! And then you go, hey, Dr. Nick. Yeah, I don't think there are a bunch of Nick Rivieras out there. I assume they. Would I just be, find you know, that interesting. It is. It, I mean, it is interesting. No doubt about that. So yeah, there you go. Mason Crosby, Jay Sternberger, Greg Roberts, and Trevon Hester have joined the COVID nineteen reserve list for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, Mason Crosby. Yeah, he's he's having a hell of a you know tough go about it. You I mean, don't. His, I think his wife his wife did she beat cancer? I think she's over. I think right she now? did, but uh, good for you. Her. Don't really think about the kicker being very important. No, until you have a Mason Crosby season where you make like half your field goals. Then you got to mess with his money and you feel bad about it. <laughs> and then Packer fans are ripping their hairs out or ripping their hair out and are on pins and needles whether he's going to make his next kick or not. Yep. And then you see teams like the Chicago Bears that haven't been able to <laughs> sign a, a legit kicker in years the double since doink. they got rid of Robbie Gold. The double doink. So that, I mean, yeah, he's the kicker. You don't think he's super important. You know, there, there's always that joke when you're on the football team that, oh, it's just the kicker or punter. Yeah, until they burn you. Yeah, until it burns you. And obviously, hopefully, uh, Mason Crosby doesn't have it because you could be on that list and either just be in contact with someone that had it or around them or yeah. you have it. But yeah, hopefully uh, Mason Crosby is back sooner than later because that's another thing we don't need to be questioning going into the season is who's going to be kicking for the Packers. Th that one year of Mason Crosby missing that stuff, they messed with his money. I was like, what's happening? What's happening? But he's gotten it right, man. He is. A, I don't think I've ever yelled for a player to be cut more in one season than Mason Crosby that year. What about that time when you fired the Packers coach? Well, that was last year when you fired the Packers special teams coach. Remember that? Like you, like you never actually cut Mason Crosby. Meninga. Yeah, Sean Meninga. You fired him on the spot. Well, you thought the pa the Packers did. Turned to come to find out that never happened. Yeah, but you guys believed it. I I didn't. <laughs> Someone else did. Not me. I could have swore I heard that or was like on I was like, no, I was like, are on you Twitter. Guys, I'm like, are you guys sure? And then Joe was like, yeah, oh yeah, they caught him. Definitely people definitely people agreed with me. He's like, yeah, he's gone. And I'm like, I, I thought I saw that. I was like, you guys sure about that? They go on the <laughs> Packers.com, like, well, he's still employed. <laughs> but that, I'm pretty sure it wasn't just him, though. I think there was other people on Twitter, like, yeah, I think he got canned. So it was multiple people. Uh, everyone wanted him to be canned. Oh, it's just, it's just it wishful it thinking. Wishful thinking, I guess. <laughs> Nine o'clock, we're going to get uh, down and dirty with our sports director, Zach Heilprin. Just to kind of uh, tune up that conversation, let's talk a little 
Wisconsin football. We moved from the NFL to Wisconsin now. Uh, this just broke. We'll have to ask him about what he thinks about the early opening uh, game line with yeah. Indiana. Yeah, Wisconsin favored by 14, 14 points. 14 and a half. 14 and a half, excuse me, even better, against Indiana, the Hoosiers, uh, to open up the season at Camp Randall. And then the second game, it's, uh, what, they're three-point dogs in the big house against Michigan? Yep. And then the third game is at Camp Randall against the Minnesota Golden Golfers. Where they are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. And Wisconsin's favorite by seven-and-a-half. All right, so how about this? Speaking of Minnesota and Wisconsin, uh, in a poll put together annually by Cleveland.com, voters chose Ohio State nearly unanimously to win its fourth straight Big Ten title. I got one comment for that. Duh. <laughs> well, well, duh. But of the 34 members to vote, 33 picked the Buckeyes to win the conference. Penn State earned the other vote. Uh, and the votes were the same for the East Division. On the West, though, there was more uncertainty. Wisconsin, ha- which has won the Division Four out of the last six years, it has existed. Remember the leaders and legends? That was so dumb. That was so corny. <laughs> so corny. I'm so dumb. But anyways, so Wisconsin. Do you remember who they, like, wasn't it they had them after former or former or current coaches too? They kind of named the leaders and legends. God, do you remember who one of those coaches were? N- who? Joe Paterno. Oh God, that didn't age well. Oh no, definitely doesn't age well. I can't remember if he was a leader or the legend, but either one doesn't. Either really, one doesn't jive. <laughs> it doesn't fit the narrative anymore. Yikes! Now speaking of uh, quote unquote leaders in the public, they unveiled the Galeen Maxwell. Jeffrey Epstein's right-hand woman. They released her transcripts. I saw that last night. If your name is Prince Andrew, uh, what was the lawyer's name? Andy Durowitz? Dur- Alan. Alan Dursowitz or whatever. If you're him, Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, the MIT, some big-time MIT professor, uh, insert other, a couple other names. You are in some serious, serious trouble now, my friend. Because it is not good. Yeah, I just got to see some of the... Alan Dursowich, is that his name? Some of the cliff notes because they had just gotten released last night, so people had just started diving into them because it's like over 2,000 pages. Yeah. It is... uh, Yeah, the former former MIT MIT scientist Marvin Minsky, he's another one. Oh, yeah, Mr. Minsky. Bill Clinton, yikes. Anyways, that's dropped. I retweeted it on my Twitter yeah, account. Yeah, it's going to take some time for that to be digested since it's over 2,000 pages. There is a storm of brewing, my friends, and a lot of big names are about to go down hard. Anyways, back to college football. How did we get on that topic? I don't know. You just brought it up. I've After been... talking about leaders and legends and Joe Paterno. Oh, Joe Paterno being a leader. They're like, oh, yeah, other leaders in the world. Yeah. How are they looking now? Losers. Hope they burn. So Wisconsin has won the Division Four of the last six years, which has existed. That's where that's where it all started. They are chosen to repeat by 19 of the voters. I just had to confirm it. Sorry. The leaders was named after Joe Paterno. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Anyways, well, we're in East-West now. <laughs> uh, out of the West, though, Wisconsin, out of the 19 voters, out of the 34 members, 19 of them say Wisconsin will win the West. But right behind them, Minnesota, which tied the Badgers for first a year ago, got 13 first-place votes to Wisconsin's 19, while one media member picked Northwestern to win the division. Wow. 
but overall, that's out of left field. Overall, the Wildcats were picked to finish sixth, but one person had them winning it all. That's there's not that's not happening. Is, is this like a Northwestern beat writer? I, I don't know, but there's no way. Who's also their biggest fan? They finished one in eight last year in the Big Ten. That person must be just hammered. Did Charlie vote for that person? Does he somehow get a vote in there? So there you go. Minnesota was Minnesota got 13 first place votes out of the West. Wisconsin got 19. And the voters also chose the preseason offenses of defensive players of the year. Both were easy picks. It was Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields. He received 33 of the 34 first place votes. And Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons, he was the runaway pick for the defensive side of the ball. Where Wisconsin's linebacker, though, Jack Sanborn finished eighth, while safety uh, Eric Burrell was 11th. And um, so Wisconsin is the favorite to meet Ohio State in the Big Ten title game. They have Ohio State then obviously winning it all, according to these 34 members that vote on it every year. It's, is this going to be par for the course, Nelly? We can see Wisconsin win the West and Ohio State get the East, and then we'll see them go at it, and Ohio State will therefore end up winning. Well, we kind of talked about it the other day when we were talking about the ACC and Notre Dame joining it, mm-hmm. how they the, the ACC, which is also split, into divisions they are not going to do divisions and they're just going to have the top two teams at the end of the season based on winning winning percentage percentage, play each other i actually wouldn't be surprised that if the big 10 went to that too now right now they're still saying they're going to stick with east and west but but we don't know what the season actually going to look like so the big 10 announced it was going to a conference only schedule obviously we saw that but are they sticking east to west are they going just you know one big conference I prefer the one big conference especially Same. in a season like this so do I So then you can't hear the Penn State's Michigan's Michigan State's of the world complain that Wisconsin has an easy path every single year Yeah So the big 10 the league did announce that they will release an amend they'll release the amended schedule excuse me soon and it's expected to include the Ten conference, but if they games, if they stay east west like it has been since what two thousand thirteen, yeah, I think you have to say the Badgers are the odds on favorite with Minnesota second, Iowa third. Yeah, so here's how they break it down in the Big Ten East. Like I just said, Ohio State's winning it, then Penn State second, Michigan's third, Indiana fourth, Michigan State's fifth, Maryland sixth, and Rutgers seventh. The Big Ten West has Wisconsin winning it. Minnesota second, Iowa third, Nebraska fourth, Purdue is fifth, Northwestern sixth, and Illinois seventh. Yet someone still voted for Northwestern to win. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to say if that person didn't vote Northwestern to win, Northwestern would be in the basement on those standings. Oh, dude. I think that's a little little disrespectful for uh, Illinois, Illinois. to be completely honest. They made a bowl. They had one first place vote. Northwestern had Northwestern who's sixth. According to this poll, which is voted on annually by 34 members, Northwestern is sixth with 87 and a half points. Illinois is seventh with 55 points. See, I feel like Purdue and Nebraska still get a lot of, well, obviously Nebraska still gets a lot of hype because it's Nebraska, right? Yeah. It's the team from the 80s and 90s. Well, newsflash, the 80s and 90s were a long time ago. Yeah, it was. It was quite some time ago, Robbie. And then they have uh, Scott Frost, you know, the big name coach. He looks less shiny since he's gotten to Nebraska, right? Hey, he won a national title. Just ask him. And then you have Jeff Brom at uh, Purdue, which was the sexy hire years ago. Yeah. Well, Purdue really hasn't been really any sexy? good since uh, <laughs> Curtis Painter left. Uh, let's go to the phones. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? Emo, your signal just dropped. Scott, you mean your phone call just dropped? No, 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 no. Oh, I, I can't just... get your Verona. Oh, no. 
Was that what you called to tell me? Yeah, I, I didn't know if you knew or not. No, Scott, I, I, I'm doing the show. I don't really, I don't, I don't, I don't have the radio on. And we're not the engineers. Yeah, yeah. But well, thanks no, for the I, heads up. It's, it's, sorry, man. I just that's okay. Curious. That's okay, Scotty. I, I, we appreciate you. You're always looking out for us, Scott. That's why we love you. Believe, yeah, take care. See you, buddy. Believe it or not, we don't really do the technical stuff. We just when entertain. Comes, we entertain yeah, the when, when it comes to the board and the receivers and everything. I can only do. We can only do so. We much. can only do so much. Like. Turn on and turn up the mics, which some people still struggle and with. And then, yeah, they do. And then spit straight fire. I don't. I, when it comes to my engineering prowess, the, the thing I would suggest is maybe turn it off and turn it back on. Yeah, mine would just be text Trevor. <laughs> text the engineer or unplug it, then plug it back in. Usually that works for me. Our sports director, Zach Heilprin, coronavirus proof because he is made of steel. He is the walking cure. What's up, Zach? How you guys doing? I was we were living on cloud nine, thinking about the afternoon baseball, Brewers, Cardinals. Now the dirty birds come in and ruined it for us. Yeah, they did. Positive tests, plural, from the St. Louis Cardinals, according to John Heyman from MLB Network. Yeah, they uh, self-isolating at at their team hotel in Milwaukee, and no home opener. It sucks, man. On. Believable. First, it was what uh, teams in the East because you had the Marlins going down and you had the Phillies and yada yada yada. But now it's in the Central, the NL Central. <laughs> yeah, the Cardinals I mean, get it. Got to blame the Cardinals, right? I mean, what were they doing yesterday? They had an off day. Yeah, what were they doing? Well, uh, Rowdy, were they... what, what were the Braves do- or not the Braves? But what was the um... yeah, when uh, the Florida Marlins had, or I guess the Miami Marlins had a day off? They were out partying in the ATL. So I'm. Going to say uh, St. Louis was out doing something, not staying in their hotels. I, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, I, I, we, we can joke, but it, obviously they got it somewhere else other than Milwaukee. I mean, they. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the they, incubation they, the, the incubation period is not twenty four hours. So yeah. When did they uh, fly? It, did they fly? Do you know when they flew in? Were they in the day already? Because I I think they're quarantining I, in their hotel in Milwaukee right now. Well, I would assume that they came in uh, after whatever wherever they were. On they would have been Wednesday, in Minneapolis. But they were taking on the Twins, so they probably would have come in Wednesday night. So probably whatever happened, in, it probably happened in Minneapolis, I would think. And I would assume the Twins are going to be oh god um, having to having to lock things down up there now. So well, that sucks. We'll even, that sucks even more for the Brewers because the, it's NL Central versus AL Central. Right. Yeah. No. It's it, or, it's or a, can we say this is a good thing because now multiple teams across MLB are not going to have all sixty games played. Well, here's the thing. Did you see they're going to pass? I'm sure you guys have talked about it. The, yeah. the uh, double header, the seven, seven inning double headers. Yeah. Yeah. Starting August first. So I mean, I that's tomorrow. I think uh, exactly. Uh, they are. They're going to figure out a way to get games in somehow, some way. But again, the, the more of these breakoffs that happen, the more games you have to postpone. It's just uh, a higher and higher hill you have to climb to get to that. <sighs> I don't know, man. I. It's, you can't play. You can't play if you're not in a bubble at this point. I would say. Zach, my idea. They, the last team standing with the least amount of COVID-19 positive tests, they win it all. They get the World Series trophy, the Commissioner's trophy. It could be the Brewers. It what could you, be. What do you think? And, and here, well, here's the thing. I'm wondering, are the Brewers, if they don't play another game, say somehow all this gets shut down and Brewers don't play another game, is this a third straight playoff appearance, having finished in second place in the NL Central? Third straight playoff appearance, first time in team history? Well, they did expand the playoffs, too. If exactly, you're, that's what I'm saying. If you're the Miami Marlins, if everything got shut down, would you say you're the NL East champions? What what are they? Two and one? Yeah, they're top, they're top of the division right now. Braves hey. are Braves are four and three, Mets are three and four, Nationals three and four, and Phillies one and two. 
claim it. You know what I mean? If uh, it doesn't really matter, I mean they have the best Minnesota winning percentage. Win- I mean, got, Min- got Minnesota claiming uh, Big Ten West championships, so yeah. you know, whatever. PJ Flex, a Marlins fan? He might be. I mean, people people were bitching about Derek Jeter and in, in the trades he's made, trading away some all stars. But who would have thought the the quick turnaround to NL East champs so soon? Yeah, if you go to winning percentage, Zach six six seven. That's the Marlins' winning percentage. They're atop of the NL East. Beautiful thing. They're, very impressive by Derek Jeter that turnaround. Yeah, I, I think mean, and executive owner of the year. Oh, yeah. And with that De- payroll executive. being so low, what do they say in baseball? The best best teams in the in the league normally win two thirds of their games. Well, they they've won two thirds. The happiest man besides Derek Jeter's got to be Marlins man. Heck yeah, heck yeah! All right, Zach Zach Halpern, our sports director, joining us right now. Zach, I saw you put out the article. Uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota, the favorites to win the Big Ten West. Wisconsin getting the majority of the votes over Minnesota. Ohio State running away with it in the East. But when yeah. you see, first of all, one question is, do you know the voter who picked Northwestern to win the Big Ten West? I wish they would uh, make people reveal their votes in that thing. I didn't. I didn't go through it completely. I do not know who picked them, but they had. Uh, they were the. They had a first place vote, and they had like eight last place votes. Uh, so. They're all over the place. They finished sixth in the voting. Um, I don't know who would pick Northwestern. I mean, obviously they, they think that uh, Peyton Ramsey, the transfer from Indiana, is going to somehow uh, jumpstart that offense. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's Wisconsin and Minnesota. Again, all of this is with the caveat that they're actually going to play, and we still don't know if that's the case. Big Ten well, has playing. said they don't – the Big Ten has said they don't know if they're going to play yet this year, though they are expected to release the – amended schedule that's going to include 10 games um yeah, when's that happen? You know, could happen as early as today um I, I don't know if it makes a ton of sense to do it on a friday i don't know why you'd want to well uh, here, i know why they would do it on a friday news the, dump? the news dump on but, friday would be if they do release it today it'd be a bad thing because the news dump would be like there will be no season that's why we're dumping it on a friday yeah i wouldn't i don't know why they would want to do that um but if they do they do I, I'm interested to see what it looks like. Are they gonna Are they gonna front load it? Are they gonna put? I mean, I've seen some reports of how they're gonna how it's gonna work, but I, I'd like to see the finished product. Are they gonna front load it? Are they going to put multiple weeks or you know weeks in between games so that in case teams have to quarantine, they can fit them in? Like I'm just interested. And, and who's that extra team? Assuming they keep the same nine teams on Wisconsin's schedule, who's that extra team that they're gonna face? Could it be Ohio State? Could it be Penn State? You know, all those things. I'm, Interesting to see what that's going to look like. I hope it's I hope it's um, Northwestern. I, yeah, no, I hope it's Northwestern. I, I hope it's Northwestern. I want twice. Illinois. You get twice. Northwestern twice. Yeah, and yeah. So, so you're our Badger reporter, Zach. And I know it's <laughs> frowned upon cheering in the booth. He doesn't there do has, it. But there hasn't been any reporter that's shown up for a Northwestern uh, Badger game with like purple pom poms. No. What's the, what's the reference? That, uh, that probably would have been the guy that voted for him. Oh, that okay. guy voted for him. Right. <laughs> Teddy Greenstein from the uh, Chicago, uh, Chicago Tribune, the the only guy that actually covers Northwestern football. Yeah, that's, a tough, uh, that's a tough job. Yeah, I don't know. I, who knows? Right, but so, I'll, next, next time I'm in the press box, I'll look for the purple uh, pom-poms. Zach, what have you been hearing about the schedule? Again, I... The thing, same things I just said. I well, mean, uh, you, you what, said you, what, said you heard gonna, uh, for a couple yeah, like, of things, what, but you weren't sure. Yeah, like well, right. Uh, what's it going to look like? Exactly what's going to look like? I, there have been reports out of Nebraska that it uh, it won't start until uh, you know late September. Yeah. Uh, there's other reports that will say it's going to start September 5th. So I mean, it's it's really all over the place, and the Big Ten just needs to come out and do it. The big the SEC, the um, 
ACC did theirs earlier this week, and you know the Big Ten announced that they were going conference schedule at the same time the ACC did. So let's all get it in again. I, I what what are your guys' thoughts on whether they're going to play? I just I don't feel I don't feel great about it. I, I don't feel I, great. I don't feel great about it either. I think they'll try. Supposed, it. I think they'll try it, and then it'll just fall apart. They're supposed to start fall camp next week, uh, August sixth. So Wisconsin is. I don't know if that's going to happen. The Big Ten still has has made a determination whether they're going to allow that or not. So, yeah, I, I, there's just so much uncertainty, and especially the way baseball is going with a much right. smaller with a much smaller pool of players, uh, but going to be in, in a very similar situation where you're going to be sending them out, uh, sending them home all the time, unless you're able to put guys like the NBA is in a bubble and uh, and only. You know, allow them to be around each other. It's just I just don't see how it's going to work. Unless and, you want chicken wings from Magic City, right? And then you got to quarantine for ten days. Yeah, that's what you you were just stopping by. Man, I want to I mean, try, I, I I try those I, wings. I actually kind of believe him. So so do I. I want to try those wings bad too. The guy's got wings named after him there. Yeah, he's never even done anything. When's the last time you ever heard about Lou Williams besides right now about trying to get chicken wings? Uh, nothing, and that's what he told Kendrick Perkins. I don't know if you saw the tweet. I, I, I mean, saw Kendrick yeah. Perkins. Perkins going back and forth. Got nothing on my name except trying to get some wings. Yeah, and a few six man awards. So yeah. So Zach, um, with Wisconsin and, and college football, I have a b- bad feeling about it. But I mean, the S- even the SEC is moving back their season. Did you see that? Starting a yeah, little later. Yep, going to, and going to an all conference schedule as well. I mean, they they waited. They wanted they wanted to push it off, push it off, and they have to make they're making the same determination the Big Ten did and. The Big Ten just got ahead of it a little bit, and uh, you know we'll see. Again, I I think the Big Ten ends up not playing, but God, that's um, so much money though. What Barry Alvarez say they're going to lose a hundred million dollars if there's no season? That's if there's that's if there's no season at all. Yeah. Again, I maybe it gets pushed to the spring. I don't know how feasible that would be for a majority of the Big Ten universities. I, I think Ohio State would lose just lose just a ton of players, yeah. uh, and and guys wouldn't play. I mean, Justin Fields ain't going to play. Uh, you know, some of those, a lot of those guys, and it's not like Ohio State would not have a lot of talent behind them, but we'll see. I, I this is just so, so disappointing. It is. The I mean, goal, with the Cardinals the news, the oh. news right now of Major League Baseball, the Cardinals and the Brewers, that's that's the one that really kicks you right in the nuts. It does, but football. I mean, we've had we've had it since March. You've had it since March to figure it out, and, uh, and here, here we are. are. Hey, Jinx. <laughs> now, now the NFL. Yeah, I, I was going to bring that up. Might be, might be a little bit different animal. So the um, NFL, though, right, let's talk about it. The Green Bay Packers now have placed a couple names on the COVID-19 reserve list. Kicker Mason Crosby, tight end Jay Sternberger, defensive tackle Trevon Hester, and then linebacker Greg Roberts. Uh, with that, I mean, they have time, but someone who's not going to be on the season is going to be Devin Funches. The wide receiver opted out of the season. What does this mean the, for the Packers? What, I was going to ask you, what's, what's the reaction, been the reaction from, from listeners in terms of that? Uh, that the offense is even more doomed as we experience the final years of Aaron Rodgers in Green yeah. Bay. And that Gutekunst obviously should have drafted a receiver. But have there been some – I mean, we we posted it on our Instagram. Ooh, not good seen, comments on there. There there were some, yeah, less than positive comments. But that's social media in general. <laughs> I was just wondering if there – I was just wondering if there was some – if some carryover to No, not so much. Well. There's not much vitriol over the air. I think a lot of people, they get it. It's easy to be a big tough guy on the internet, but once you get, you know – Talking to people or face to face. Obviously, we're talking to people not face to face here. People kind of ease up a little bit. There's been understanding, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. And which I no, get it, it. I get it. 
I, I totally get it from his point of view. I will say this. he uh, A month ago, he was hanging out on a boat with uh, Melvin Gordon and Dario Gumbawale and James White down in Miami. So, um, you know, uh, there's that. But not saying that has anything to do with it. It's just he's, it's not like he's, he's been a hermit staying at home this entire time. Uh, but him not playing, assuming they play a game, it's a, it's a huge hit. They were considering – they were expecting him to be – I'd say at worst they're three, right? I mean, even though he didn't play last year because he got hurt, they were expecting him at worst to be their three, and now yeah. you're counting on a bunch of young guys, a bunch of unproven guys, because that's what they've Who, decided to do at wide receiver. Who's the guy that you think is going to be the one to uh, hopefully break out? Who are you eyeing on? Well, I, I, I mean, obviously you're, you're hoping that Marquez Valdez-Scantling gets back to where he was, you know, with the, the promise he showed. I mean, I, I I've – given up on uh, trashing guys after one bad season because Devontae Adams, yeah, <laughs> how bad he was with the drops early in his career, and we turn, he's turned into a top-five receiver in the NFL. Um, so I, I, I think him. But I'm also anxious and interested to see what Equinemia St. Brown looks like too, right? I mean, he uh, before he got hurt last year in the preseason, he, it seemed like he was coming on a little bit. So they, they, spent, they spent draft capital at the position – you know, taking three guys in 2017 or 2018, and now it's time for those guys to step up. So those would be the two. And then obviously uh, with Lazard, can he take that next step? Can he be a guy that you can count on to be your number two? Because he ended up being their number two, and I don't think that there were a lot of number twos that were – I think there were quite a few guys in the league at number twos that you would consider twos better than him. I mean, he'd probably be in the lower half, wouldn't he, if not the lower third? Yes. He might be the lowest. <laughs> I, I don't know about the lowest. I mean, I, there's there's some guys elsewhere, but for for an undrafted free agent, for a guy that was on the practice squad, I mean, he did all right. But they need they need some of their draft picks to actually uh, contribute. And MVS um, and, and Equinemia St. Brown are those guys. It's time to bring back Jeff Janis. All right, Zach Halpern joining us. Zach, why we got Jake Kumro? Well, Janice is faster, dude. Come on. And he, and he can change tires for people. He's got a tire shop now. And he doesn't have better hair. doesn't have better facial hair. That's, yeah, that's true. But he is a really good hunter. That's, that goes far in Wisconsin. He's not, he didn't play at, the univers, at a university in Wisconsin. Yeah, well, couldn't you argue? He played at a higher division. Says his transcripts of Division Two. Yeah, I think we all know who. I think we all know who says who. Hey, there was a guy that used to work here. His name was Danny Cunningham. You know him. <laughs> he played against Jeff Janis, and he said he would sit on the bench in awe of how good Janis was. If anybody wants a very boring ten-minute huddle video, <laughs> go to go go look up Danny Cunningham's. Uh, it's a lot of blocking. Hey, uh, I hey, love. Hey, I love. Hey, everyone hey. needs a downfield blocker. I, I love Danny, but it was just the. It was. It was just prototypical. Uh, Some vicious yeah. blocks thrown downfield by that wide receiver. Also, another bet that I won. <laughs> there would definitely be downfield blocks in this video. Yeah. When when you're yeah. Hey, look. Hey. When your huddle video is like seventy five percent downfield blocking. Hey, you, Zach. You know why you ended up where you, where you did. When you do one That's thing. When you, when you do one thing good like that, you let it be known. Right, yeah. Surprised no, hey, he wasn't interested in an academy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach, before I let you go, man, I'm just I, I'm just trying to process everything that happened in Major League Baseball now. Um, MLB postponements this week. Phillies, seven games. Marlins, seven games. The Yankees and Orioles, four games. The Blue Jays and Nationals, three games. Now the Cardinals and Brewers, one game, as we see what happened today as the game's canceled. How long – all right, do you think baseball lasts an entire 60-game season and playoffs? 
It feels, uh, it feels, I, if I were to put a bet on it, no. But the way that they are going about it, the way that Manfred reacted to the, the Marlins saying this isn't a disaster scenario, I'm wondering what a disaster uh, scenario looks like for him. You know what I mean? Like, this is not a, it's not a nightmare scenario that 17 or 18, 19, what is it, 19 Marlins uh, have now tested positive? Like, that's not a nightmare? I don't know what it is. If it isn't, if that's not going to knock you off, I, 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 mean, well, I, I don't think, know. Do you think if it was any other team besides the Marlins, or do you, if it was like a major market team, they would have shut it all down? Like the Yankees? Miami's, Miami's a pretty, pretty major market. Yeah, but, but no um, one's really paying attention to them. Right, right, right. I don't think so. I think that, that it wouldn't have changed anything because clearly the Yankees got involved. They had, I mean, they they've had games postponed. So the Phillies games postponed. Uh, major major teams have had games postponed, and yet here we are. They're they're already working on figuring out a way to fit games in with double headers. So all right, but, they're, all they're right. doing everything possible. One last question for you, Zach: Do the Bucks get a win tonight? Yay or nay? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. No. I think. No Eric Bledsoe, no Pat Connaughton. Yeah, but they have Giannis and Nakumbo. They do have Giannis. But, uh, eh. I'm you didn't with, agree with Rowdy. I'm with you, Zach, because wow. I, I would have given out your tune uh, now, the Boston Celtics plus five on the action zone, but I didn't want to hear it from everyone. You're going to change your tune now that you and Rowdy agree on something? I am now going with the Bucks tonight. That a boy. Fear the deer, Zach. <laughs> 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 thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate your time. Yep, guys, thanks. See you, buddy. There he is, our sports director, Zach Heilprin. I hate you, Cardinals. I hate your guts. Why do you have to rob us of Friday afternoon baseball? Miller Park, the home opener. Christian Yelich was going to hit the cycle. I felt it down on my plums, Rowdy. I felt it down there. And what happens? The Cardinals come to town and dirty it all up. COVID-19 rears its ugly head as it says Cardinal, like multiple people. Multiple players on the Cardinals, or maybe coaches, but on the, whoever it was, they're now quarantining in their freaking hotel room in Milwaukee. Rowdy. Here's this, though. This comes from Mark Saxon, a big J. He's a senior MLB writer for The Athletic covering the Cardinals. He says, per his source, the Cardinals have been told that if the rest of the team tests negative, and they haven't been told how many positives are yet, but if the rest of the team tests negative, the series with the Brewers will start on Saturday. So are we going to be trying out the seven-inning doubleheader this weekend? I'm not sure on that. But they say they will be trying to uh, start the series on Saturday if the rest of the team tests negative. But here's the thing. We don't know how many players have tested positive or coaches have tested positive for the Roans. Right here in Milwaukee. Damn it. Well, first, if we're going to start talking about the Marlins who started this debacle yeah. in Major League Baseball. And that happened. They found out they are positive when they are in Philadelphia, right? But Nelson, what, what, where were they before that, though? They were in Atlanta for the exhibition game prior to the start of the regular season. And what story came out? It came out that the team went out basically partying in Atlanta the day between the exhibition game and when the regular season started. So a lot of guys went out. So they're out partying out in Atlanta, right? Yep. And then they found out they were positive a couple days later in Philly. Correct. About two days, three days later, whatever it was, four days. Something now like that. Philly hasn't had the huge spike, but obviously they shut that down being that it was the first scare. Yeah. There were what? Two people that tested positive. So, yeah. Something low like that. Yeah. Uh, well then the Marlins, it came out that Don Mattingly and the team knew that people were sick. They had a team meeting 
which might have helped spread it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're like, well, we're going to well, play. Well, we know we're all sick, so we're all in, in this room together. And they decided to play. My question is, how sick do you really feel if you're taking team votes on whether to play or not? Yeah, I don't know. Well, well whatever. Okay, so they had an off day. Cardinals, last time they played was Wednesday night. Yeah, and they had a, a series with the Twins, obviously, in, in Minnesota, Minneapolis. Yeah. Then they had yesterday off, which you'd have to imagine if you play Wednesday night in Minneapolis, you're getting to Milwaukee Wednesday night. So they had all Thursday off, so they probably went out and did stuff. They could have, but isn't the incubation period like two to 14 days? Could Allegedly. Be. So maybe they went out and then they got it. Could yeah, because be. if they if they all went out Wednesday night and it's Friday morning, that's about two days. Yeah, because it came and out today. Wouldn't they have been testing positive prior to that when they were playing the Minnesota Twins? You'd think so. We got some phones blowing up quick. Hey, who's this? Hey, it's Sean. Hey, Sean, what's up, dude? Hey, man. Um, I'm the more I'm seeing there what the NHL is doing. I'm thinking that the NFL needs to actually kind of look at that. Pick like four hub cities. Yeah. Oh, the, know, there's no way. There's no way they can hub up though. There's so many moving parts, you know. No, I understand. That's why I said grab like four cities or something. You know, yeah. one for. Uh, it's just because the NHL just does it right. You know what I mean? And their tests are negative all the time. It's just it, it's the way to go. I think I think baseball is doomed for this season. Yeah, I think. Totally honest, man. I was I was trying to be the captain of hope over this, but I, the more this happens, there's so many games being canceled now. It's uh, yeah. like the the Phillies and Marlins have seven games canceled. The Yankees and Orioles have four games. The Blue Jays and Nationals have three. Now the Cardinals and Brewers have one. It's just yeah, the dominoes it's just, keep it's falling. In, it's insane. I just don't think that it could go on. And uh, I think a lot of it falls on the, the players themselves for being spoiled little babies, like going out and doing stuff. Yeah. You know, that's, you can't bubble when – you know, half your team's at a strip joint, and in Atlanta, it's ridiculous. So, yeah. all right, buddy, have a good one. Hey, Sean, real quick. Yeah. How do you like your eggs? Like Charlie. Charlie has inspired me. How do you like your eggs? First of all, can I say Charlie? Jesus, key rice, man. <laughs> yeah, you can say crap. that. Hey, he's been drinking wow. Ice House. He's been drinking Ice House since three this morning. Oh, that's that's he, he nope. frightens me. A yeah, Sean, bit. he's been up. Uh, Watching Leave It to Beaver, C-SPAN, I believe he said porn and sports. Yeah, and drinking that's, that's, that's the life right there. Yeah, that's, and that's, an omelet. that's, that's wonderful. Anyway, I like my eggs uh, <laughs> heavy scrambled, absolutely, <laughs> with a ton of cheese. <laughs> that sounds pretty damn good, Sean. Hey, have a good weekend, brother, okay? You, you too, man. Take and, it and enjoy some ice house on Charlie, would you? <laughs> See ya. Well, I mean, he's not, he's not wrong when he said uh, – this comes down to a lot on the uh, MLB players because remember when the original uh, plans were coming together and it was an Arizona bubble, the Arizona, Florida bubble, or the Arizona, Florida, Texas bubbles. Yeah. And they didn't want to do it and cited safety, even though now we're finding out and probably back then you probably knew bubble was the safest too. Yes. They really just wanted their money and comfort. No Brewers game today. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow, depending on how many positive tests the Cardinals get. I do have a tweet here. Our guy, uh, J8 Krebs Jordan. What's up, man? He tweets at my Twitter account, at Ebo says. And he just tweets, There is a 0% chance Major League Baseball makes it another week. 
unless they possibly made four bubbles and the teams with the best records bubbled up uh, in that area. But even then, it's so hard to to grab who are your best four or your best teams. I mean, the Marlins are technically well, a best team. Let's just think. Let's just think. They take every team they have, and they still try to do these sixty games, but they bubble up. Let's say one in Arizona, like they're originally planning, and one in Texas, and one in Florida. The optics of that. I think you'd have to make it two, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, probably break it NL. AL. Just two bubble, one NL bubble, one AL Completely bubble. reshuffle schedules. But there's no time to do that, you know? How do you, how yeah, would you? You would, you would have to take at least a week to do it. At minimum. And Because then you got to get your, you got to get the facilities in order. You have to get from where the lodging in order will stay. You'll have to get training staff down there, managers, et cetera, et cetera. Then you have to throw in the travel accommodations. Well, then sure. you throw in uh, what team's going to do. Uh, you're. I'm sure there's going to be hotel space in whatever area yeah, no, they are since those true. are uh, It still takes time though, you know, to get it all done. But and just the travel, they the don't coordination. Have, the bad, the thing is they don't have time. There's yeah, no, time is of the time. essence when you have a World Series that has to be played by what was that early October? If anything, they're out of time. Once you say they're out of time, you already the Major League Baseball is now transitioning into 7-inning doubleheaders starting tomorrow. Yeah, you kind of made your bed when you kicked around all those different proposals starting with the Arizona bubble then the Arizona Florida then the Arizona Texas Florida then even floating out South Korea and Japan mm-hmm. and Which they're d- not gonna le- they're not gonna wel- welcome you in you yeah there's no shot there that's not happening I think that was a, uh, a dream from the beginning yeah but uh, and now you're at the the point where you have these teams are testing you have uh, these teams that are now saying they've went out and partied when they uh, tested positive Mm-hmm. And at the same time, the players cited health reasons. Remember, one of their reasons for not wanting to bubble in Arizona was not being able to see family. Yep. And what if an outbreak happens in the bubble? Yeah. Well, I think it's pretty safe to say, looking at MLB or looking at MLS, NBA, UFC, and NHL, and I guess NHL, even though it hasn't really started, there has been real no spikes in the bubble. Yeah, there hasn't been. But that was the that was the 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 family and the huge spike where everyone would get it was the fear when MLB didn't want to go that way. The crippling well, then fear. Well, it turns out that the bubble's actually the best way, and it really was just money and comfort for the players. Yep, pretty much. And now you kind of got to just move, push forward with what you're doing. Use that sixty man roster. Continue to hold teams for. I don't know, a series or whenever they can. All right, so speaking of the series, obviously the Brewers aren't going to start it against the Cardinals today. First game back, series back at Miller Park. Uh, John Heyman just reports four minutes ago, hearing it may just be two Cardinals players who are positive. Okay, if there's two of them, why are they not on the field in about three hours? Well, they still are testing, apparently. But they said, depending on how many positive tests they get back, they'll start the series. If they get few a very minimal amount of positive tests back, they will start the series tomorrow. And, and then, then maybe will we see the doubleheader? Yeah, we we could see the first ever seven-inning doubleheader. And we, we Why joked, is it seven innings? We joked about this in the past, you know, when, when these uh, Miami Marlins started testing positive. You think you'll ever see a tripleheader? Well, we well, might sometime this year see the first ever 21-inning tripleheader. What time would we start that game? 11 o'clock. One. 11 o'clock? 10. I was thinking like eight in the morning. 
We'll do a niner. A niner. Well, nah, nine to nah, five. No, they got to work around us. <laughs> Start yeah. Yeah, 10, 10, 10, yeah. 10, 10, first pitch. You got to work around us in our schedule. 10 o'clock. 10, 10, first pitch. <laughs> Second one, roughly for uh, 130, first pitch, and the last one will be like a, a five. You ever think we'll see a day a, a, a triple header rowdy? Yeah, we might in the next two months. Maybe two days. There's already been so many games postponed. Has there ever been a triple header in history? I mean, baseball goes back to the 1800s, so. Oh, wow, there are. Triple headers. Yes, indeed. 1890, there's been three. 1890, the Brooklyn Bridge Grooms versus the Pittsburgh Alleghenies. The next one was in 1896, the Baltimore Orioles versus the Louisville Colonels. And then 1920, the Pittsburgh Pirates versus the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, so and currently, no, currently, triple headers are currently prohibited under the CBA. So out of the six teams that played in triple headers, only three are still actually franchises. Yeah. <laughs> and here you go. Did you know that Clyde Barnhart, a rookie with the Bucks, hit a single and a double in game one, a double in game two, and a single in game three? The only player from that triple header to hit safely in all three games. Um, when was that Pittsburgh Reds game? Was Nin- that in the 1920? 1920. Well, what do they say? History repeats itself? It's 2020. It's 2020. Every 100 years, we had that little uh, flu, obviously. Wasn't yeah, that the 19, Spanish, the Spanish 18, 19, 19, 19. 19. Yeah. We're just due. History repeats itself, folks.